you should quit trying You were too small and you were too young They tell you the chance is too slim The world is too big But you say how come I'm ready to light a new fire Raise a new flag across a new sea And if I'm never the one in your way Then put your head down and run right through me This doesn't feel right. Hold on a sec. <clears throat> I'm not gonna pull any punches. Once upon a time, CM Punk was one of my favorite wrestlers. In 2011, he brought me back into the WWE. I waited seven years to watch him return to wrestling. 2021, I popped like a motherfucker, just like the 15,000 in Chicago, just like the 1.1 million watching at home. And from that day, we had a few good feuds, a few good promos, a few good matches, and it all went downhill. And this past week, those few punk fans of us left had to watch him flush his own career down the fucking toilet. Because of his ego. I'm not saying other people were innocent. But nobody made him react the way he did. Every time. Now, the reason I'm referring to punk in this promo is because it's made me think about this television title reign that I've been on. You see, CM Punk went from being put on a pedestal to put in a corner. And during this title reign, I've heard criticism for the way I run things, for the way we produce things. So I find myself asking, what the fuck do you want from me? See, I don't want to end up like CM Punk, burn into a crisp in the blaze of his own glory. Those of you that didn't like cinematic elements of match wrestling, you wanted old school promos. I gave you old school promos. I gave you TV rules and we still face the same criticisms. You see, while you were all complaining, you were too busy to realize that I've been trying to give this fucking thing away since the day I got it. The title I never really wanted and yet made me a stronger, more confident guy, a title that redefined me. I have been trying to literally Place this in your hands, anybody's hands. DC, I gave you two chances to win it back, and you underperformed both times. Teddy P, I selected you as my very first challenger, thinking you were going to smoke me and claim your first title in match wrestling, and you overperformed. Mike Larkin, I expected you to overperform, and you underperformed. 
You went straight for my jugular, but as we say, it's the clock that counts. Moses fucking Marquez. Two-time King of the Mic. Only two-time TV champion. The first TV champion, current world champion, promo bowl winner. If anybody was going to show me who was El Jefe, it was El Jefe. And even you underperformed. Granted, you had your eyes on bigger prizes, but still. If anything, it's laughable. It's ironic that we created this prize to go against the way I usually do things, and yet nobody has been hungry enough to actually take it from me when I didn't even fucking want it in the first place. I have this because I had to fill a spot a week before our biggest event of the year, and I won it on a fluke because DC didn't have the match he wanted, so he fucking gave it up. But this burden has become a gift. Like I said, it's made me into a fighting champion. I've defended this title more than any other that I've held. I've had it for over six months. I've defended it five times. And for so-called fucking shooters, you've all been firing more fucking blanks than the territorials. In this reign, I have beat two MDO members. But there's one left. Now, you see, I didn't expect to still be TV champion five months ago. I didn't expect to still be TV champion a week ago. But here we are. So now I have to make another plan. Now, promo series is already pretty stacked. But my diary is wide open on October 26th. So, this Halloween, Chris Reed... You seem hungrier than anybody I've defended this title against so far. So I am begging you. Come and beat me. It's Thursday, you know what that means. Welcome to Max Wrestling. This is your captain speaking. He is El Jefe Moses Marquez, and we are pay-per-view exhausted. That's fucking understatement, bud. It has been an absolute wild week in wrestling. We looking back at payback at all out. CM Punk fired from AEW. Thank God they've killed themselves with cancer. Dennis Rodman and Lana, two returns to wrestling that nobody asked for. One was half enjoyable. The other one, hype. Yeah, but uh, before we do a damn thing, make sure you guys mash that subscribe button on youtube follow us on soundcloud and spotify wherever you get your podcast you can find max wrestling and for all your max wrestling needs head to maxwrestlingnet.weebly.com anyway we're gonna break away from the traditional format because two pay-per-views plus the news dominating the wrestling world over the past five days cm punk's release but first let's just take a quick fun look at impact impact in three two one all right, we're going old school with Impact in 3, 2, 1. So, Alicia Edwards won a battle royal to determine Trinity's next challenger. Uh, sure. Okay. Um, a demented new look for Crazy Steve as he takes on Mike Bailey, but gets disqualified for trying to use a fork. Black Tarush tried to talk Steve down, but got viciously assaulted himself. Not fucking crazy Steve. He's crazy. Crazy Steve got crazier. 
crazy. Uh, another week, another chase, chase between PCO and Bully Ray. <laughs> Blah. Oh, God. Um, Eric Young continues his feud with Dino and defeats Khan. Kushida seemingly announces that he's cashing in his challenge for Leo Rush's X Division Championship next week at Victory Road. Uh, Chris Sabin defeated Zachary Wentz, but got attacked after the match, and we end up with a scrap between the Rascals and the Motor City Machine Guns. After an in-ring confrontation, Tommy Dreamer decides to put his career on the line, again, against Kenny King's Digital Media Championship at Victory Road. Okay. All right, then. Peter <laughs> uh, makes all the crazy choices, this guy. <laughs> And in the main event, Sonata, Jake Something, and Kazarian defeated the Bully Club, minus Bully. Yeah. Uh, nice to see Sonata sticking around. I thought it was just a one-time thing. No, I don't know what's going on over there, but hey, I mean, I, hey, you're getting some shine on Impact. That's all that matters. You know what I'm saying? You're getting some yeah. uh, some uh, U.S. exposure on the IWGP bill, even though it's as ugly as shit. Oh, <laughs> uh, very ugly as shit. Mm-hmm. Um, we do know there's going to be a bunch of returns for uh, Impact 1000, which I oh, believe yeah. oh is God. this week. I want to say this week. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's before Victory Road anyway, and Victory Road is like pre-taped. It's on Friday next week, and then it it's right. on again Saturday for pre-taping. Um, All I know is, 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 is I'm going to be watching because I'm excited for the Dudleys. Yeah. Seven. You know what I mean? We ain't oh. seen Devon in a hot minute. Uh, so Victory Road is on the 8th, and they're taping Impact 1000 the next night. Oh, sweetness. Okay. Uh, but yeah, we're getting Team 3D in action for the first time, and I don't know how long. Um, right. Awesome Kong's there. Gail Kim's going to be there. The beautiful people are going to be there. It's it's a proper celebration of Impact. Proper. Uh, now, uh, we've often said on this show, the WWE PLEs that we sleep on, the ones with the least hype, are often some of the best. And Payback was no exception. It was a very solid show. And only six matches. I think it was very well paced as well. Um, I Honestly, they made the right call kicking it off with Becky and Trish because we've been talking shit about this. Uh, everyone's been talking shit about this everyone's feud. Everyone's been but talking shit about this feud. This match was great. The last match of the feud was great. You, you want to know what really got me in this one was seeing Trish play the heel, like, to the fullest of the extent. Shit-talking fans, you know what I mean, just up. garnering heat. <laughs> I'm like, where the fuck did this Trish come from? I like this. Like, it made me want her to stick around, even though I haven't been watching long enough. I'm sure everybody else is sick of her by now. But, um, yeah, no, I was not expecting anything I, I was like, eh, at best it's gonna be like above average. It was a little bit above that, in my opinion. I, I just it to to remind myself that Trish is the age she's in, and I mean, now granted, yes, it's a cage match, and the worst you're gonna do is fall off the top of the thing. But still, bro, you know what I mean? She's in there. She went to she went she did work with Becky. Um, I'm really trying to think of a spot that I remember. I, there's just so much that shit fucking happened. Um, but I mean, Jeez. it was solid. Trish just walked away with a bunch of bruises. Well, hey. Uh, I mean, one of the highlights was obviously after the match, Trish uh, kind of yelling at Zoe Starks for not helping her out. 
and Zoe mm-hmm. finally turning on Trish. Good for her. Zoe's going to get a push now for beating up the old lady. Yeah. Um, Solid move. It's just a shame that they dragged this feud down for so long that Zoe had to put Becky over so many times. Yeah, well, it's the E for you, bud. Uh, but, I mean, we, we know what's next for Becky. She obviously showed up in NXT. She's going after the NXT Women's Championship with uh, Tiffany Stratton, which they made obvious when Tiffany showed up at Payback. Yes, yes, they did. But, I mean, she like, it was the whole challenge of the back thing, and I was just – it made – and I'm going to say this, and, and I think I've, I haven't – I don't know if I've talked any shit on Tiffany Stratton yet, but she looks like a star. I'm just saying, maybe I'm an asshole, and I, I know I am. It's okay. Don't worry about it. You can call me, just not to my face. Um, but no, like she looked like a megastar going back there and challenging her. Even though, yes, I know they've been building it on the show, and it's been a thing for a while. And how I even think that there was like a she had like a Becky had a thing in the crowd where she was calling her out or something or another during the yeah. whole Bray Wyatt thing, I think. But um, I like it. Um, I just I, I also hate to say that it feels very e and it feels very foreshadowed. Yeah, uh, I mean we all called it a while ago that she was possibly going to go to NXT and go for the title because she's never won the NXT Women's Championship. But man, NXT's being treated more like a third brand now than it was in the black and gold era. Oh yeah, no, they've got fucking so much behind it, and it was like during the uh, the peak. Again, of the, of the black and gold era, it's like it's like, all right, well, it's still developmental. Uh, it's still developmental. Right. Uh, it's still develop. It's like, dude, and we were clamoring. Hey, you remember that time you brought Punk down to fucking wrestle fucking Cassius Ono or whatever in that tag match? Oh, hey, you remember that one time this guy? And it's like, use main event stars, and we got excited when dudes like fucking uh, Apollo Crews showed up originally, then he went to shit and all this other stuff. You know what I mean? But it's like. Use your big name stars. Now they're doing it. They're really actually doing it. And yeah, but now they're doing it when less people are watching NXT. If they had done, if they'd have done this, like mashing the rosters up when NXT was at its peak, maybe they uh, wouldn't have got their asses kicked on the Wednesday nights. Hey, how you doing? I'm just, you know, I'm just pointing out the obvious. You know, uh, <clears throat> the only match really that I had. Complaints about was LA Knight and The Miz uh, Purely because It felt dragged out Even though it was only 15 minutes But really? You put you put John longer. Cena in there as well As a special referee it felt like it should have been on later Well yeah it's John Cena I don't, I don't expect the second match of the night To have John Cena as a special Referee last this long And only be second why is it The second opener It's John Cena John, I, I mean, I hate to be that guy that continues to repeat myself like an asshole. It's John Cena, the guy yeah. that helped build this fucking cut. We probably wouldn't be around without that fucker. Well, I mean, I know I probably would have fell off. That's for sure. Because, like, who else was there? Who else was there? Seriously. Like, there wasn't a lot. Nah, he, he, uh, he was the guy that we wanted everybody to beat. That's just true, you know. Hey, nothing, you know what I mean? Nothing, <laughs> Me, what's the old saying? It's a, nothing drives somebody like a woman, like a like a person scorn. You know what I'm saying? Fuck John. Yeah. Maybe if they'd have flipped this with the next match, which was Ray and Austin Theory, which was the shortest match of the night, it probably would have felt like a better pace. And I'm, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this just because, and but no, see that's the problem though. It was too fucking. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It just flipped those two, and it would have worked out better. My original thought was like, put it on like. Pretty much put it at like the fourth, the the third to the last match, 
But then I'm like, you're going to fall the judgment day and Kevin Owens? Like, that was actually pretty good. So, no, we're not going to do that. Yeah, WWE finally had a decent street fight, too. They could have had a street fight like this on SmackDown after Terry Funk died. No, we had, well, we had that PG shit. Yep, nope, super PG. Um, it's just the funniest moment when Kevin Owens was, like, bleeding profusely. But, yeah, um, and then he just stopped. Yeah, then he just stopped. He disappeared at, by, at the bottom of the apron for a few minutes, and all of a sudden his blood's gone. I'm like, ah, uh, he used a blood pack. <laughs> well, I mean, he had to because it was like, like his fucking forehead was just dripping red all of a sudden after like one thing. And I'm like, oh, yeah, it's a blood pack. But it's fine. It's whatever. Um, I enjoyed that match for sure. That one was a lot of fun. Um, I know we kind of glossed over LA. I didn't give a shit. About LA Night in the Mist. It it felt it felt like I was watching 2012 WWE. Or, yeah, I think Cena being in the match was a distraction. I God, I didn't look at it like that. I was gonna like kind of praise Miz for like n- kind of holding his own, but then again, I'm LA Knight's boring to me in the ring. Wow, he can talk his ass off. I think he's because he it's everything he does is the Rock and John Cena. I mean, sorry, yeah, the, the, the Rock and uh, the Rock and Stone Cold, my bad. The Rock and Stone Cold, yeah. everything from the way his. And again, yeah, I get that's how he talks, and yeah, that's his flow, and blah 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 blah. And I understand that, and I'm not gonna bang on him for that, but that doesn't give you the right to copy their goddamn move set, move for move. <laughs> uh, I think I was also kind of thrown off because every. Almost everybody online, uh, social media was like thinking maybe Cena's going to turn on LA Knight. LA, uh, Cena's going to turn heel. I'm like, why the fuck would he turn heel when he's part time? They wouldn't turn him heel when he was full time. I was just going to say, I was like, he, he was full time for 20 something years. <laughs> 20 something years. I remember clamoring for the days of the return of the Doctor of Thugonomics, the heel of Doctor of Thugonomics, and we never caught him. We never. N- Never. We went a decade plus with the Fruity Pebble shirt man. And yeah. that's what you got. That's what the fuck you got. He was Hulk Hogan to a sickening degree. Minus the racism. All that in a bag of chips. <laughs> and claiming he came up with everything. Oh, God. Um, Hulk, stop it. I'm surprised actually Rhea Ripley and Raquel Rodriguez was so long too. Um, not that I expected a squash, but... No. But they just... didn't build Raquel. No, I mean, well, the build was that she wasn't there. Yeah, so that's what she I'm got saying. injured. No, that was the no. whole build. Raquel's injured. Oh, wait, she's back. She's going to challenge Ray Ripley. Oh, okay. So just because she's big, she wins 17 minutes, which just makes me think that that's going to mean you're going to have a rematch. Yeah, and Raquel's probably not going to be the one to dethrone her. It's... Maybe it's going to be Liv, but are you going to tell me Liv's going to go longer than Raquel? Yeah, no. Who, whoever's going to beat Rhea has to up that performance by Raquel. Yeah, no, it was a good one. Raquel, I, I, I've i missed her. She's awesome when she's here. She's also super impressive. Um, I just, if, if, if you, oh, God. If Rhea Ripley wasn't the hottest thing in, if you fucking, you know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe you'd be a little more relevant. Yeah. Oh, I hate saying um, like that. And I gotta say, maybe they got the order wrong on Judgment Day and KO and Sammy and Seth and Nakamura too, because not that Seth and Nakamura wasn't a great main event, but it was a pretty squeaky clean finish, and that was just the end of the pay-per-view. You expect 
something bigger. I think maybe the closing image would have looked better if it was Judgment Day dripping in gold. I a, a thousand percent agree. Even the TSK are going to be on your side on that. We were saying the same thing. That or a fucking cash in. You know yeah. what I mean? A fucking in. Like we were hoping for. But then, then again, there was a lot to this show that left you with a lot of odd feelings. It was like, you know what I mean? The Becky and the Trish thing. It was like, oh, cool. You know, it was more of like a, thank God it's finally over. Yeah. And that's how, how I felt. Um, Just to shame yeah, it's were, over. Now we had a good match out of it. Yeah. Thank God. You know what I mean? At least we got that. Um, like LA Knight and the Miz, it was, okay, cool. We dragged. I'm sure that was when people, you know, that was everybody's early piss break match. I tell, I'm, no lies. I'm sorry. I get everybody loves LA Knight, but let's keep it funky, bro. If you were watching on it, if you were watching, you got up to go take a poo. Or you got up to go get a beer a couple of times during this one. I promise you. Uh, Austin Theory and Rey Mysterio felt like every fucking Raw match I've ever seen in my whole life. And it just was fucking there. Regardless of it being short as shit, it was just there. Yeah. Uh, absolute banger of a tag match. And no, I agree with you. Like, I, yes, it's a World Heavyweight Championship. Yes, it's Nakamura. They fucked him. They fucked him. I'm like, I really wanted to just like flip it, but no, they they fucked him. Okay, let's keep it honest. Seth is hurt like a son of a bitch. Yeah. The guy's limping around. He's been talking to him. He's been hurt since Mania. He has had a back issue since Mania. Give the fucking belt to Shinsuke. The fucking great Muda was there. Kenji oh, yeah, Muda yeah, was sitting in the fucking crowd for crying out loud. I don't understand, like. You can't crown this guy at a beautiful, like at a perfect opportunity, mind you, at a perfect opportunity with a Japanese legend there. You know, there was rumors of him being ringside, you know, uh, uh, yeah, uh, ringside with him. You know, he was going to come out on his entrance with him. He didn't, he was in the crowd. That's fine. I'll take that. That's fine. But like, that should have been a Nakamura win. You know what I mean? Uh, the tag title thing, I thought, oh, crazy, but perfect idea. You know what I yeah. mean? Just, um, Bad for KO and Sammy, but KO's also been injured recently. Yeah. But then again, um, they, they again, what, what have we been talking about for weeks on them? They went from the hottest thing above main event stars and above the blah, 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 to they fell the hell off. Yeah, I mean, they, they've been playing second fiddle to the Judgment Day while they've been yeah. tag team champions. Uh, yeah, I mean, Rollins and Nakamura clearly isn't over. They got into a, a fight on Raw the next the next night, two nights later. Two nights. Um, and the next pay-per-view after NXT No Mercy is Fastlane, which is weird because it used to be in February and it used to be the road to WrestleMania is going through the Fastlane. Now it's on before Survivor Series for whatever reason. Because I, fuck, I don't know. I was going to make up a dumb reason. I swear to God it was. But like I mean, shit. I mean, I, I get NXT using No Mercy. That used to be the October pay per view. But yeah, uh, I mean, what happened to Hell in the Cell? Oh wait, we yeah, already had Hell in the Cell, right? They moved that around. Yep. Move that around. Stop moving pay per views around. Yeah, dude, we got used to a pattern. You're fucking with me now. The I two... mean, granted, yes, I barely watch your weekly shows, but don't fuck the PLEs up. Come on. Like the two 2000... thousand. Two two thousand four schedule was perfect. Mm-hmm. Perfect, but you know, well. Uh, and then of course the other segment was uh, the Grayson Waller effect, which was basically 
Cody's way of introducing Jey Uso to the Raw roster. Now, did I he trade would. himself? Well, I mean, that was my guess because Adam Pierce was talking to Jey Uso the next fucking stopping a pay per view on a Saturday. Two nights later on Raw, they're like they're backstage, and Adam Pierce is like, "Hey, I'm just giving you a heads up. Some people are going to be pissed off because we got you on Raw, but that means we got to trade somebody to SmackDown. So just keep your head down." Yeah, that was dumb. But, I mean, it, it plays into the story. But, I mean, that, that should also be, like, again, the writing on the wall. Then Cody's going to SmackDown. So, who the fuck you got to trade, jackass? Yeah, I mean, it's got to be Cody. Cody. Co- even yeah. Cody made it obvious. Like, he introduced Jay. He used some sway to get Jay Uso on Raw. What sway has he got? He's not an executive anymore. Yeah, he no, obviously he traded lost. himself. Exactly. And that's how he gets to Roman. It's the only way to complete that fucking story. I think we literally talked about, like, uh, what are you going to do? What can you do besides win the Rumble again? Yeah. And, and now... he didn't win money in the bank. No, he didn't win money in the bank. Um, does he still win the Rumble? When does he move to SmackDown? And then they got to build it to Mania because I don't see them finishing the story at Survivor Series or the Rumble. It's got to be Mania. So you got, like, another six months if he's going to go to SmackDown. What the fuck are you going to do on SmackDown for six months? And and not face Roman? Like, surely that would be the first point of call. But there's, like, nothing you can do on... Like, there's, like, no momentum you can... In six months? Yeah. What kind I, of momentum can you gain on SmackDown? Like, let's, like, be real for a second. Like, what can you do? It would have made more sense if we'd have got to like December, January, and then Adam Pierce like, oh, by the way, since Jay's been on Raw, we got to move somebody to SmackDown. Yeah. Ex- Not like hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. It, this is yeah. No, that's a yeah. Hell yeah. Move this whole decision to December. Okay. Yeah, we can drag it out for three and a half, four months. Yeah, we can make that. I'm sure that can be worked out. No problem. No problem. But. The beginning of September, six plus months before Mania, and they're somehow, some way, gonna not cross paths. And he's not, and Cody's somehow not gonna lose massive amounts of momentum. Like, like I know Roman's not there every week, but still. <laughs> yeah, still, exactly. How what, um, what can you like? Yeah, what kind of momentum can you get? You can't beat Gunther. Can't beat him. You can't get any momentum from that guy. What well, do you do? Just win random singles all the time? He's probably going to go through uh, Jimmy. for what, Even though Jimmy's not part of the bloodline anymore, he's probably going to go through Jimmy. He's probably going to go through Solo. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can't really think of any other big players on SmackDown that isn't a champion that he can go through. Nope. That's what I'm saying. You know, besides bloodline, Cats, who you got? Who you got? Nobody. But yeah, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure I heard it right that they're trading in next week or in the next couple of weeks. But uh, in the meantime, Jay is looking like an absolute fucking superstar on Raw. Hell, hell yeah. Literal main event Jay, you know what I'm saying? Looks awesome. Can't wait. It was a shockingly decent show. Not too, uh, not mm-hmm. too bad. Not too bad. Nice segue into the whole All Out one, which we'll get into in a bit. But before yeah. we do all that fun stuff, let's get into some tag team blind tag team trivia the cap is the only one that doesn't have any pre-recorded questions so let's do the trivia <laughs> first and then we'll get into uh what everybody else said all right all right trivia time okay let's get at it 
Marcus Bagwell and Scotty Riggs form this legendary WCW tag team. I want to do the whole WWE thing of just combining their names, but that probably wasn't it. Um, okay, let's do that. The, the Buff Rigs. The Buff Rigs. The American <laughs> Males. You know what? Now that rings a bell. Everybody love. Oh, I love the American Males, but that's just me. Um, who is, was the original belt collector? Ah, oh, what's his fucking name? Um, wait, not Jushin. Uh, Ultimo? Ultimo's right. Yeah, Ultimo Dragon. Ultimo Dragon is right. He was the only person. Uh, he, he was the first person to actually carry around multiple belts. Granted, it was considered his one championship, but yes, yeah, it was. But it was like nine belts. fucking Roman with his three belts. Roman, exactly. All right. Um. Oh, here's a good one. Awesome Kong stepped away from wrestling to star in this hit Netflix series. Glow. Everybody loves Glow. God damn, why'd you cancel it? All right. MVP was the first person to win this New Japan title. That's the uh, Intercontinental. Intercontinental is correct. Who was billed as the lethal weapon? Steve Blackman. Good shit right here. This is top monies. Oh, here we go. Here's your uh, everybody's favorite question. Who is the only American to ever won the G1 Climax Tournament? Oh. Was it Hogan? It's Hogan. Everybody still blows their mind. Yes, it's early stages of the G1, <laughs> but it's the G1 nonetheless. Um, who's Braun Breaker's dad? Uh, uh, Rick Steiner. Rick Steiner, yes. Not Scott Steiner. Rick Steiner. Uh, it looks more like Scott. That, facts. <laughs> facts. Uh, three more. Do, 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 do. The very first Hell in the Cell match took place at this pay-per-view. Uh, bad Blood. Bad Blood. Everybody thinks it's something else. It's not. It's actually in your house. Bad Blood. Which WWE le- legend is also a, is also a giant Tottenham's fan? Legend? Well, I think he's, he's an icon, even. What do you know? Ooh. All right. Well, MVP and Bully Ray are both Liverpool fans. Um, yeah, that makes no sense. <laughs> Damn. What legend watches footy? Uh, this is hilarious because you told me this. I, I did? Oh. Um. Fuck it, let's go Nate. Oh, Cena, yes. Big scene. He said because people said he looked like Harry Kane, and he's like, "Oh, I don't know what you're talking about." And they kind of do. <laughs> and the final one: Who were the original four members of the NWO? Uh, Hogan, Nash, Hall. Yeah, is it is it Bischoff? Ted DeBoosie. Technically, Ted DiBiase is the fourth member of the NWO. He ended up becoming the benefit, not the benefactor, the uh, the funder, the treasurer, whatever. He was the guy that that funded everything. But still, (laughs) technically, he's the fourth guy. Virgil would be the fifth. Uh, Giant, I believe, would be the sixth. Nice. 
Um, that was six, I think. I'll take six. Six, easy money. Actually, I think it might have been more. We got to double check that score. Well, I mean, it depends what uh, Tiffany said. That's but wait, true. we got a replacement, right? Unfortunately, yes. Uh, she can't make it due to some stuff happening. So uh, we got a replacement, but we'll uh, we'll let you guys figure out who it is. All right, all right, all right. Welcome in the newest trivia competitor to Max Wrestling. My man, AJ Sparks, welcome in. Hope you are ready for it. We appreciate you taking part in the Blind Tag Team Trivia Tournament. And now it is time to get it underway. And questions coming at you, and we're starting it with, who is billed as the world's strongest man? Mark Henry. This WWF superstar debuted in the mid-1990s while still the NWA World's Heavyweight Champion. Ric Flair. Bill Goldberg, Roman Reigns, and Brock Lesnar all played this position during their football tenure. Linebacker. Gable Steveson, Chad Gable, and Kurt Angle all share a medal in this style of wrestling, Greco-Roman or freestyle. Greco-Roman. During the heyday of the NWA, who was revealed as the Midnight Rider? Dusty Rhodes. Which legendary tag team had a run at the University of Michigan? Steiner Brothers. In what reality show did The Miz get his start in before he hosted the WWE's Diva Search? Real World. The Hardy Boys were recreated in this body of water lake resurgence this florida state all-american is better known as the first african-american world heavyweight champion ron simmons right and the mystery partner for daz is none other than travis the walker anderson all right travis let's get it started here is your first question scotty riggs and marcus bagwell formed this legendary wcw tag team American males. Who was built as the original belt collector? Spacing hard on this one, but I want to say Stone Cold Steve Austin. May have been Triple H, I don't know. This one is a Max Wrestling favorite. Who is the only American to win the G1 Climax Tournament? That would be Hulk Hogan. Who were the original four members of the NWO? Oh, goodness gracious. Um, that would be Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, Hulk Hogan, and I don't know why, but I want to say X-Pac. This very first Hell in a Cell match took place at this monthly pay-per-view. In your house? Who is Braun Breaker's daddy? Scott Steiner. Which WWE legend, icon even, is a fan of the Tottenham Hotspurs? Shit, I don't know. Uh, Edge? MVP was the first person to win this New Japan World title. IWGP Intercontinental Championship. Who was billed as the Lethal Weapon? I could make arguments for Jade Lethal, Chris Benoit, but my gut wants to say 
Dean Malenko. Awesome Kong stepped away from wrestling to star in this Netflix series. I know exactly what show it is, but my brain is spacing on the name. So I'm just gonna spitball glow. I, I don't know. All right, beautiful. Let's start with question one. Who was billed as the world's strongest man? That's my beautiful guy was Mark Henry. This superstar debuted in the WWF in the mid-1990s. He was currently the NWA World's Heavyweight Champion at the time of his debut. Woo! The nature boy, Ric Flair. Here we go. On to the next one. Bill Goldberg, Roman Reigns, and Brock Lesnar all share the same thing in common. They played this position in college football. I definitely remember the Goldberg was a defensive tackle. I'm not very good at American football, but I believe it was defensive tackle. On to question four. Gable Stevenson, Kurt Angle, and Chad Gable all won medals in this style of wrestling. Greco-Roman or freestyle? Freestyle. During the heyday of the NWA, who was revealed as the mysterious Midnight Rider? That is, baby. The American dream. That's the road, baby. Worst impression ever. What was Finn Balor's ring name during his time in New Japan Pro Wrestling? That was Prince Debit. Which legendary brother tag team has an amateur wrestling background based in the University of Michigan? The Steino Brothers. The Hardy Boys were reincarnated in this body of water. Is it the lake of reincarnation? This Florida State legend is better known for being the first black world heavyweight champion. That is Ron Simmons, a.k.a. Farouk. What MTV show was The Miz featured on before he debuted as the host of the WWF or WWE Diva Search? I was going to say Miz and Mrs., but that's after. It's the, the real world. I mean, great performance from AJ in his debut. Um... But with that performance from Bia, you can't be mad at losing perfect 10. 16 overall versus 10. Congratulations to AJ Sparks and Bia. They will face the winners of next week's match between Chad Malcolm and Teddy P versus Cypher and the wildcard mystery tag team partner. Let's make it short, sweet, to the point. I am your current reigning Max Wrestling World Heavyweight Champion. I am the guy every person should be worried about, whether you are MDO or not. He's already proven twice that he can't be trusted. He used Chris to screw me over. He's not my El Jefe anymore. <laughs> You're making my decision for me. I'm coming after Chris, and then I'm going after LFA. So heed my warning. The MDO stronger than ever. Sure about that? Cool. Moses Marquez, do you not understand what you have done? But here at Max, you gotta earn the belts. And let's just say that maybe, just maybe, we'll use this as a representation of my world championship. You don't woke up something that even you can't handle. It's not too late, baby. You're still MDO. 
I'm gonna run through you like an animal, baby. Everybody is gonna hit the floor. Cause I wanna see you in promo series. Welcome back to the Cap and Mo Show. Once again, drop us a like, a sub, follow, do it all, and go to maxrassonnet.weebly.com. Right, to come Geek and MVP of the week. Well, we're also looking at All Out. But first, let's address the Chicago-made elephant in the room. Uh, I mean, we talked about Punk at All In last week, getting into the fight, the scuffle with Jungle Jack. Mm-hmm. Um they were both suspended for like I think it was like six days before TK announced uh, at the top of Collision. Actually, they put out a press release first um, yeah. that CM Punk was fired. Um, first of all, no matter which side of the fence you're on, TK, stop exaggerating, man. Yeah, um, good, good decision. You know, way to finally handle it, like a way to finally handle a situation like a manager, but. Leave the oh, way over exaggerations, way over exaggerations, for uh, uh, I don't know, Fulham. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I mean, obviously we weren't in the room, so we don't quite know no. how heated it, things were. But you really telling us your life was in danger, pal? Here's my guess: is I'm sure this fucking guy maybe kind of sort of. Walk towards him in a kind of sort of aggression manner, and you know TK's probably never been in any physical altercation in his entire fucking life. You know what I mean? He's probably got tackled once in footy and fucking cried his ass off. And you know, and I, and I, and this I like him. I do. I I, I want to like TK more. But when you, oh yeah, yeah, when you literally like crumble like a seven year old, and you're the and you're the boss, you're the boss. It it makes it, it makes everything feel just fucking weird. Weak. Just weird. It makes us feel it's hard to not feel negative. You know what I'm saying? Like I could be a dick and just be like, oh well, he's a fucking, you know, he's a bitch, he's a this, he's a that, da 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 da. But it, it it's it makes me concerned for what happens if this happens again. You know, yeah, I'm not well, so worried about the talent anymore. What's gonna happen to the guy that's running the show? This is uh, Mark Henry. Um, his comment was interesting because it was obviously pretty sarcastic, saying, yeah. oh, well, now the trouble's gone, so there's going to be no trouble, right? Yeah, it, he he left it kind of like a, hey, you guys think there's some shit happening? Maybe there is some shit happening. And it's like, but what? And the immediate thing, and this kind of plays into some of the later segments of the show, but this, the, the immediate thing is all fingers are pointed at the elite. Oh, it's all the elite's fault. It's the elite's fault. It's the elite's fault. You can't be talents and EVPs. You can't be talents and EVPs. But then again, I'd, and we've said this, and again, may, again, maybe I'm the SoCal boy because I'm the elite guy, whatever. Da, 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 da. Maybe it is. Maybe it's all bias. Who knows? Who cares? But I don't remember hearing about any animosity with anybody besides the issues that own their like certain people started on their own. You know what I mean? Thunder Rosa got heat because of how she was working. Uh, Serena, uh, not Serena Deep. Uh, 
what's your uh, goddamn what's your face uh homegirl from lucha underground who wrestled all of a match oh yeah uh ivelisse ivelisse thank you you know she fucked herself up because she put herself in that position all these other issues i don't remember there being any real issues other than uh ratings were up ratings were down ratings were up ratings were down that was it that was it and then they were planning on what can they do what can they do what can they do i didn't hear about any scuffles i didn't hear about any arguments i didn't hear about any fights not with the elite now but i mean we've got a couple of fights but that's what I'm saying. Not with the elite. So like, I don't understand why we're immediately pointing fingers. It's their fault. If there's issues in this company right now, like backstage heat amongst people, it's all pointed at TK and only TK. And that's how it needs to be. I think a lot more people would rally around that idea than it's their fault because I don't like them. It's not Punk's fault. It's their fault. It's not Punk's fault. It's Jack's fault. It's not Punk's fault. It's your mom's fault. I mean, yeah, if TK had not taken a year to grow some balls, he Seriously. maybe could have fixed things last year. Maybe we wouldn't have been in this position. No, I don't, no, uh, we wouldn't be. We wouldn't. Let's, let's keep it honest. We we would not have been. And if it, and if it did, if it got to the point where they had a scuffle, guess whose match is getting canceled? Bud Punk's. Bye. Get out of here. See you later. Yeah, now you pissed Joe off too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, <laughs> shit. Now we're all fucked. I mean, we, we talked about... Um, all in uh, the all out brawl last year, and it was maybe blame on both sides. This year, there was definitely blame on both sides with Punk and Jack. Um, but I gotta say, as much as I like the elite as a tag team, they shouldn't be executives. I'm not, be- not it, because they're biased, but they're no. just childish. Like, we <laughs> they it, choose the, the day Punk got fired to make their collision debut, they wore the same gear as all out last year. There is a lot of, and yeah, this is something that I'm like, I'm slowly having to swallow my own pride about. <laughs> and I hate saying, and it's not like I, it's like, you know what I mean? I, I worship these guys or anything, but it's like when, when you're an outsider looking in and you kind of, you don't want to see the obvious, but then it gets laid out and it's hard and it's very hard to then deny the obvious. And yeah. you're a thousand percent, you know, they pick and choose when they want to do stuff. It's like, you guys are the hot, you guys are the hottest commodity. Your fucking name of your fucking faction is in the name of the goddamn company, you know, and you guys could have debuted on collision with punk. Instead, you did it. The day he got fired, you know, uh, people are already pointing to them, taking shots to them at the BT during BTE, you know, um, and it and then and, and it's just it's that's what blows my mind. That's what blows my mind is it's that it, it was you talk shit, you're gonna get dealt with. Yeah. Now it's well, now that you're on suspension, I'm gonna take shots. And it's like, okay, or why but why though? But why though? You know what I mean? Like personally, I don't think that like we're gonna go all the way back out to the all out brawl out, if you will. I don't think the elite went banging on the door. I think no. they went in there like wanting conference, you know, wanting to uh, uh, resolve conflict or resolve an issue. But the guy just had a fucking pay-per-view match. He had a fucking giant media scrum where he fucking ripped in everybody. And yeah. And then you guys got You guys got upset again. What did I just say a second ago? You talk shit, you get dealt with. As EVPs and as TK, they should have said, we address it tomorrow. 
Yeah, give you him go some home, time to cool off. Exact cooler heads prevail. You go home, you call him, hey, Phil, we got to see you in the office. We need you to come in the office. He brings his legal team, whatever. They fucking lay it on the line. You ever talk shit about this company like that again? You're fucking out of here. Plain and simple. I don't give a fuck who the fuck you think you are. Da, 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 da. And if that means the leader in the room, so they can all hash it out, and so there's not animosity, then fuck it. That's what it needs to have. That's what it should have had happen. But it didn't, and it blew up. And then this was another incident. And again, and now I was one of these ones that misguided information or undisclosed information has thrown off my perspective in this whole thing. So to my no, and this and I and please laugh at me all you do. I I mean I, I need it at this point because to my understanding, uh. The whole original, how this whole thing started with 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 with, uh, with Jungle Boy and and Punk was a, a glass spot that he wanted to do. I think on Collision. And yeah, I think help, it was just like a pre-taped fight segment. Yeah, and they were supposed, and it was supposed to help build and uh, add heat to the feud for him and Hook. And I'm like, okay, I understand that. You know what I mean? It's kind of stale. Why not? Da 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 da. It makes sense to me. To my understanding, he was given the green light. And Punk said, fuck that. We don't do that. Mm. But from what I'm now learning is it was more of a collective, hey, we probably shouldn't do that. And when Jack's like, well, I think it's a good spot, so I want to run with it. Punk was then, and this is where I don't know who did it. I don't know who did it. But you set the wrong guy. I mean that. Yeah. You you can't send... and. I, and again, this, and I understand he's on collision with them and the whole whatever. You could not, Punk was the wrong guy to send in that situation. You could have sent CD. You could have sent a T, you know what I mean? One of the high ups. If you really needed a wrestler, send Joe. Yeah. You know what I mean? Joe's a locker room leader. You know, send Joe. Send, uh, not Kazarian, he's fucking hanging out in Impact. Um, I don't want to say send anybody in the elite because they would probably be like, yeah, glass, fuck yeah, do the glass. I think that cooler, I think smarter heads would have prevailed on that. But no, like, give, like a Joe would have been the guy. Or go to Jericho. Seriously, like Jericho, look, dude, everybody's telling me don't do glass spot. And Jericho probably would have looked at you. Well, dude, if everybody's telling you don't do a glass spot, you probably shouldn't do a glass spot. Yeah. I mean, they probably went to Punk because they knew Punk wasn't going to pussyfoot around. He was just going to tell them straight, you are not fucking doing glass. But see, that's the problem. Yeah, that's they, the they fought problem. wrong. You've already got a dude who's already got heat out the ass, okay, just for being him. And he's come back, and everybody's very already on edge and awkward. And then he's going to straightforward, fuck you, we don't do glass. That doesn't help anybody. That doesn't help anybody. And then that's when it's, and again, I understand Jungle Boy's not even 30 yet, not even close. But fucking maturity doesn't have an age, partner. <laughs> you know, if you're going to, and, and, and you know what? And I'm going to say it like this. If you're going to talk your shit, then when you hit that back, you put your fucking head down and you're going to get it right back. And you leave yeah. it alone. And you leave it alone. Uh, the, the same phrase I saw in every single article I read about um, <clears throat> punk and jungle boy discussing the glass part was when he was told no jack threw a temper tantrum Oy. which obviously led to him mouthing off at the camera at all in see that's that's that bullshit 
see that. Now, then again, do I think now this this has to that has to roll into the result of what had happened, and that means Punk being fired. Does this now unjustify his firing? No, by no means. By no means. Um. Now, however, did you kind of set the guy up? A little bit. A little bit, you know what I mean? Outside looking in, looking at all the pictures, looking at the pieces of the puzzle. You sent him in into a situation he didn't need to be in, and it blew up. And unfortunately, this is the second time it blew up. And because of that, he looks worse than the other guy. Regardless. Yeah. Of the regardless of what ha- fucking Jack could have fucking kicked the baby, and Punk would have, you know what I mean? And it was all Punk's fault that he kicked the baby, and because of that whole incident, it, it Punk's fired. I mean, it seems to be more that he was fired because he went off at Tony, or he went for Tony, or he yelled yeah, he at went Tony. For Tony. That's what it was. Um, but then I'm, I can't help but keep looking at it and going, why did it take him a week to fire him? Like that's I get, a, you gotta you gotta address your legal teams and everything. But if this was straight up gross misconduct, just fire the guy on the spot. What's the problem? You, I love the way you put that. It's gross misconduct, exactly. If you're over, if you're breach your contract, have you whatever? Yeah, fire him on the fucking spot. Why take N- number one, week? you got at probably at least ten witnesses. Well, and... here's my here's my other thing. If you fire him on the spot. Worst case scenario, he's going to sue, and he'll come back anyway. Yeah. And then again, they've said themselves they had cameras everywhere. There's apparently footage of whatever happened backstage. Release the fucking footage. Yeah. Let's see it. I'm kind of at, hey, yeah, dude, we saw saw Brock throw a fucking belt at Vince. (laughs) And trust me, I doubt that was kayfabe. I doubt it. I can just hear Vince yelling, asshole. Asshole. All like fuck. <laughs> yep. Oh god. But no, it's it's. There's been a lot of mishandling of a lot of stuff, on yeah. in AEW, and it's 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 been a lot more lately than it's been through its tenure. Doesn't make the company look good. It doesn't make the elite look good. It doesn't make anybody look good. No, and as much as I've you know supported Punk. For the last couple of years, and like I said in the promo and everything at the start of the show, this was best for everybody because not just because punk was a problem, but because he was never going to get along with the elite. Yeah, I mean, according to Uncle Dave, apparently uh, punk didn't want to be there or something like that, or they were hesitant, or right, you know, I guess once punk heard that the elite got re signed, like the, the feeling was like he didn't want to be there. And it's like, well, he must have seen why? that coming, though. But that's my thing too. It's like, then why did you sign in the first place? Like, let's be let's be honest for a minute, dude. Like, it, you were gonna have to work with these guys. And oh, I think he knew, did like them originally. I mean, I saw I, like an early press conference he did with TK when he first got signed um, that I watched last night, and he was like naming off people he wanted to work with: Kenny, the Bucks, Jack Perry. He named them all. No, he did, but just. <laughs> A lot of, and I, I don't know if I could chalk it up to egos or just poor management at this point, but Both. something, something after the all-out thing happened, and it fucked it all up. Now this mm. is where I will kind of 
point the finger at the elite and say, shame on you guys. Because apparently Punk's been trying to have a meeting with these guys for a minute with yeah. legal. Not, 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 not on his own with fucking legal. So, and you guys just said no. No. And even worse, they were this close to having one right before All In and apparently got canceled last minute. See, that's that, that's that bullshit. That's the bullshit. And it's like, now that makes me, that makes me, that makes everybody worry a little bit more about where's, where can this company go now? You know what I mean? If it, if it, if you got to say, heaven forbid, and we joke about this shit all the time. I know a lot of us do. Say Randy Orton fucking decides he wants to show up, you know what I mean? In fucking AEW. You're going to tell me that giant ego, gigantic ego, that he will refuse to check, mind you. Yeah. And it's going to just happen again. So now it's, 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 now it's don't, we can't attract gigantic stars because their egos are going to clash. So we got to keep bringing in all these other guys that, well, at least we know them. Yeah, that's the thing. Punk was a name. Um, Okay. Ratings haven't been huge for collision, but it's on a Saturday night. They. Hold on, let's let's and now because now I have to play the advocate for the guy who's been the bad guy for it the whole time. But let's look at it for a real second here. How did everything look before Punk and the All Out Brawl Out happened? Everything was all the way up. Everything was up, all the way up, and then that happened. His return, he got one good rate, and we talk shit on it. He got one good rating, and then what? It's kind of hard to continue to garner like positive shit when half, two thirds of your crowd even are already anti that guy. Yeah, because Punk's they're had so mixed hard- reactions every week. Because they're so hardcore elite, and it's like ah, it's it just it's. I like- felt like once it ha- it's like if it, 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 Punk should have been fired from the jump. And I hate saying it like that, but it was like either they get fired or everybody's indefinitely suspended. It just or, months ago should have handled differently. Or if they had actually all sat down and worked things out, look at all the money they've left on the table. Too much. That feud Too could much. have been huge for AEW. That's how you get ratings. Well, I mean, it's- we 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 joked about it. Imagine that main main eventing uh, fucking all in. Right. Or, I mean, we had Blood and Guts. We could have had the Elite. We could have had CMFTR and everything. Everybody knew about the animosity and the brawl. So, if you put it on a pay-per-view, everybody's going to be drawn to it. Hash it out like fucking adults. Like fucking adults. Y'all have children, except for Punk and and Kenny. Y'all got goddamn kids. Punk's got a dog. And dogs are kids. Never mind. You know what I'm saying? Y'all got families. Y'all old enough. Y'all old enough. God, I hate saying it like that, but it's the truth. To let all this shit just go. Yeah, yeah dude, the, the thing happened. It happened. Cool. Why didn't you squash it? Why I mean, did I, you refuse to squash it? I gotta say, Matt freaking Hardy worked with Edge after Edge slept with Lita behind his back. Mm. And they were best friends. And they worked, like, I think three pay-per-views in a row together. Yep. If you can't be professional, at least, I don't know, dude. I don't know. And now, unfortunately, again, for me, and I'm sure some others, uh, th- there's a different 
color lighting on the Elite. There's, there's definitely a shade of gray there now, I think. Um, yeah. But obviously Punk's come out of this all negativity. Even Chicago was cheering the Bucks and everything. And Yes, uh, that, was, that I mean, threw me off. Originally, they did boo TK when he came out at the top of the show, and they were chanting CM Punk at him, but he was, he had, I got to give him credit, he had the balls to go out there knowing they were going to rip him a new one. And he managed to somehow talk them around and tell them the truth, and they kind of warmed up to TK. Um, and they had a good time for the rest of the show. We all thought Chicago was going to shit all over Collision and all out the next night. But they see, even Chicago seems to be over Punk. However... Everybody seems to be suspecting now that he's going straight back to the E. And if dirt sheets are to be believed, ultimately it's up to Nick Khan. If that's the case, then it's probably going to end up being a yes. And he probably will go back because he's going to see money. Yeah, plus Survivor Series is coming up and it's in Chicago. Hey, how you doing? So, I mean... Personally, I, I'm I mean, I I don't know. Um I did have a guy on TikTok um where I was literally just like I just wanted to know where people's take was, how's you know, what your guys is feeling. And this dude full blown thought he was gonna pull a Medusa. He's gonna show up, he's gonna take the spray painted <laughs> AEW title and throw it in the trash. And I'm just like Hey, you can't do a- that anymore, lawyers. I was going to say, I was like, bro, you know how much fucking legal fees you'd be <laughs> swimming in, bud? Like, you have to sell your bus and your dog, man. Damn. Yeah, B- Bischoff didn't give a shit. No, Bischoff's an asshole, though, so that's a different <laughs> story. But no, I mean, there's been, um, like, people are joking, saying, oh, he'll go to Impact. I don't I don't hate that, oh, you know. If it's there's a, anywhere it, Punk hates more than AEW right now, it's Impact. He oh, yeah, hated sure. Impact. He's he won't go, but that's that's but it's it's still it's still a decent little thought. You know, it's a nice little yeah. thought. Um NWA is way too far of a drop. Somebody was like, he'll absolutely go to New Japan. I'm like, with the working with the working stuff that they have with AEW, that's a big fat no. Yeah. So he damn sure won't go to Mexico. I mean, maybe if he wants to go to like all Japan wrestling, sure. DDT if you want to get funny, okay. But I don't know, I, I really, other than WWE, I have no idea where CM Punk can wrestle and make yeah. money. And the E is probably the best place for Punk because it's a much tighter ship. Agreed. Uh, he's probably going to have some disagreements with people, but ultimately they're going to stub shit out. Like, you never really hear about drama backstage. The last one I can remember is Brock and Jericho. In yeah. WWE, it yeah. never happens. Well, because and I think it never happens because they they know better. Because it's one of those things where it's like, bro, we've got everybody here that'll shut you down, suspend you, fine you, blah blah blah. Like you want it all tumbling down on you right here, right now. As opposed to, ah, shit. Let me get these fucking guys in order, and a week later I call you. You know, like I don't know. It, it just. Things are handled a little differently when you've been in business as long as you've been in business. Um, and the worst thing is e-drones are going to eat it up mm-hmm. because he Absolutely. failed in AEW or AEW fired him and now he's going home. And it's going to be the same thing with Cody. 
It was the yeah, same the funny thing, thing is you Cody. shat all over Punk and AEW. Now you're going to love him again. Great. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. It's the same fucking thing. It's the same story, you know. FT, if FTR were to ever go back, oh, my God. I'm if the Bucks and Kenny ever show up, oh, my God. Seriously, though, FTR, like, Triple H has been trying to resign them. Uh, and if Punk does go back, that's a huge draw for them because you even saw Cash do the whole Punk pose on Collision. Oh yeah, they're, they they love that guy. That's yeah, that's their guy. You know what I mean? And that's that's the brotherhood that is professional wrestling. But the fun reality is they just signed a lovely long term contract. Now, mm. now that doesn't mean that like if Punk does go, that he's not he can't be there for five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years. The guy said he wouldn't mind being a commentator. So I'm just saying, I think, I think honestly, like you can have it, you can use it for a couple of pay-per-views, build a couple of cool feuds and then boom, if you want a good commentator, there you go. It kind of makes you think, did Punk want to try and talk about potentially going back that time he visited Raw or was he literally just there to see friends because he somehow managed to bury the hatchet with Triple H and I thought they hated each other and they wanted, he wanted to have a sit down talk with Triple H, you know two grown men in a, in a room and Vince said, get him out of here. Yeah, that's, that's, um, that's true. But apparently according to, and I don't know how much you can trust sap, but uh, according to mm. sap, he's saying that was punk's plan. Yeah. He, be, before going back to AEW, he wanted to go to WWE, which makes sense. I mean, I saw it as a, Sign of maturity to uh, bury the hatchet with Triple H because he he really did hate the guy. Like he, I think he even said on Colt Cabana's podcast he didn't have a problem with Vince so much. It was Triple H. Yeah. Um, and then of course he got into another fight. So all that maturity went right back out the window. But oh yeah. Oh, you know that. It it was shocking, and it took a lot for Punk probably to go backstage to Raw. It took some balls, really. Yeah, no, for sure it did. Absolutely, it took some balls. You know what I mean? At a place that, um, for lack of better words, outed you. You know what I mean? And it like, takes a lot to go back. We we heard that the explanation was he just went to see some old friends, but like apparently people were walking backstage, seeing Punk, and like, what the fuck is he doing here? It, it will make some people uneasy. It will make some people uneasy for sure. Um, but I mean, if this guy, if this guy is really, really about it, I, I'm sure they'll bring him back. Mm. He, he, regardless if we, if we're gonna be up, if, if I'm gonna be upset, and bitch and shit, and talking this and that, and say that he's not a draw, he's a draw in WWE. Yeah, for I sure. Mean, AEW was always really, since the honeymoon period wore off, they fluctuated over yeah. and under a million. Uh, and I'm, they did go up when Punk came back. You put Punk back in WWE with WWE's already high ratings right now. It's a different story. Hell, we we're, were just talking about putting guys in NXT. Oh, yeah. Imagine that guy in NXT. Uh, I, I guess TK had no alternative, but at the same time, he's kind of shot himself in the foot. Yeah. You were back into a corner and fed money to WWE. That's unfortunately what it looks like is going to turn out to be. But uh, if that's the case, then that's the case. I mean, it's 
the sad reality is, and, and you you hit the nail on the head, is this is what was needed. And yeah. and, it, and, it, and it sucks that it, it took this and it took everything that it took and it just it's all of it could have been handled way differently but unfortunately because of it a guy that is a draw in this business regardless of how we feel about the anger about whoever he's a draw and it's he's gonna go away it's money out of our pocket it's money out of their pockets it's exposure they could have been getting that now gets to go away so yeah um but no matter what people want to say we did get some highlights we had the face-to-face with MJF and Eddie Kingston. Yep. Eddie probably was genuinely being, being honest. Um, we had the Dark Hollow match. We had that first match with Joe on Collision. Yep. Um, I don't think it was a waste of time. It's just a shame it ended this way. Yeah, exactly. It's it's We, we could have got a hell of a lot more. Yeah, and we should have. Absolutely should have. If they'd have all just sat down and talked. Be adults. Be, be adults. Um, but anyway, as far as all out goes, uh, Jesus, Christ. I hate to say it, but it was a bit of a chore. You're um, telling me, like, I mean, and then this one too. Talk about just fucking weird call after weird call after weird call yeah. after weird call. It was just everything about it was just weird. Everything. Yeah, I, I, th- th- this pay per view was all fucked up. It was definitely one of AEW's. Not worse, because, I mean, the match quality was still good, but the, yeah. the, the the decisions didn't really make a whole lot of sense, and it was way too fucking long again. Yeah. If you're going to have All Out be like this big, long, paper, the longest pay-per-view of the year, at least give us a showcasing card. I mean, very Thank much an afterthought was a lot of this card. Oh, yeah, for sure. A lot of this shit could have happened on a dynamite. Felt like a dynamite, you know what I mean? But at the same time... Yes, you can blame it on All In, and there was a lot from All In, and we're still tired from All In. Exactly, we're tired. So why in the fuck did you give me 13 match or 10 matches with, thir- with three on the pre-show? Or 10, so 13 total, three yeah. on the pre-show. It's like, dude. A week after Wembley. A week. And we're going to get by, this again next year. Which, by the way, and, I'm, and, I, and, I'm, and I mean this when I say this, as a Cali guy, I need every fucking pay-per-view to be in the UK for here on out just because of the time bro like to get up and like watch morning pay-per-view like come on shit was fucking flawless i think we make the same complaint every year that he overbooks all out but it's usually a better card but if you're now gonna do it a week after all in every year then you need to slow it down on the number of matches you got on all out cut the length Mm -hmm. a little bit if you're gonna have 13 matches do it for like double or nothing that would make sense that would make sense uh, but yeah, some of the decisions we were talking about, um, obviously Joe was going to beat Shane Taylor when you think about it, but we thought, Hey, it's time for a title change, but well, I, well, um, I mean, 500 plus days, you know, we were hoping that maybe it's, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll try to, to, we were hope, and this is what I, what I mean by this ring of honor has a lot of AEW feel, which is not a bad thing, but I, I kind of want ring of honor you know what i mean like shane taylor is ring of honor but joe is joe so i mean i i guess i guess i'll it's whatever um i don't know um this story between mjf and adam cole is gonna keep going we thought maybe this was gonna be the uh the payoff but nope they're still champions 
Uh, I, 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 why why are guys that are feuding are still tag team champions, especially when, and, and I hate to say it like this, the Dark Order deserve it. Mm-hmm. It just I, That one was the first fumble of the night. I was like, why? Why didn't they win? Like, the Dark Order needs some legitimacy. You know, yeah, they're they're basically Ring of Honor now. So give them the Ring of Honor tag titles and fuck off. Oh, yeah, Dark Order is like on Ring of Honor every week. Yeah, I mean, everything up until the tag titles kind of made sense. Hangman won the Battle Royal. Um, Sky Blue's team won the six-woman tag because she's from Chicago. She only ever wins in Chicago. That's it. That's it. (laughs) Um, The Acclaimed are still trios champions. Just thank God it wasn't Planet Jarrett. Yeah, seriously. Uh, I don't, I, we can't, ha- I can't have it, can't have it. But yeah, no, I mean, like, no, the pre-show was good. Uh, hell, even fucking, uh, even the guitar shot from, from, you know, Dennis Rodman wasn't too bad. But. <laughs> you made it so obvious, though. You're telling me the ref couldn't see him out the corner of her eye? Yeah, dude, seriously. It was blatant <laughs> as all holy fuck. And I'm just like, well, that's show business. So, uh-huh. um. I don't hate Luchasaurus winning. It, it, I felt like just give it to Darby and let's run with yeah. the momentum. But that then again, sense. when you look at how the match went, he looked like an actual monster. He looked like a real killer. And it was like, oh, wow, okay, you're finally doing something with Luchasaurus. All right, I'm going to shut up and watch. So good for them. Keep it going. Um, as long as – as Christian just needs to tell everybody their fucking dad's dead every week. I swear to God, and he'll never – he'll never get boring. If you just – your dad's oh. – I heard your dad's dead. Like, ah, you're a motherfucker. You know what I mean? Every week, it just it – That's why Cody's never going back. No, oh God. <laughs> he said, like, I don't want to hear – I don't want that heat. I don't want that heat. Um, um, I think the dumbest call of the night was – I sorry for saying it, but bringing in CJ, whatever the fuck her real name is, Lana, because Miro doesn't need it. Well – Here's the fun thing. This whole match was everybody liked it. Like this crowd finally meat. woke up for something. The meat chance uh, was uh, we uh, we want meat or uh, slap that meat. And there's all kinds of just they got you a know, t-shirt now. It just says meat. It's just, it's perfect. It's fucking perfect. You know what I mean? It was it was awesome because that is exactly what we thought about. Hell, even Excalibur was like you know big men slapping meat. You know that's what this was, and it was. Great, and it looked, and both guys looked good, and either dude could have won, and it wouldn't have mattered. And then fucking Lana comes out, CJ Perry, whatever the fuck you want to call her, and it's it's just you get a big fat why, yeah, why 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 are you here right now? And it just it's 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 a ma- it's a major distraction from the way Miro's been booked, like just this straight up. Our oh, house. Yeah. He's he's the redeemer. He's sick and tired. He was tired of 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 answering to a god or a goddess in this instance. So now he's on his own. He's a killer. So now you're gonna show up and tame him? Like, no, fuck off. He's he's been so much better on his own. We no but no literally nobody asked for Lana. Yeah, nobody. Even Miro didn't. <laughs> he asked for her to stay home, is what he asked for. Yeah. Oh God. Um, Chris Stallion or winning was I gotta hope not. Please, yeah, please don't ruin Miro. I, I I get it. Have his wife there, but don't ruin him. He's 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 finally back. He's finally being shown. 
push the fuck out of Miro. Do it now. Um, maybe I, I'm the only one that feels this way, but Ruby Soho should have totally have won that. Yeah, I, I like Chris, um, and she's a great champion, but it felt like it made more sense for Ruby to win. It's just a cool. St- it just I think it is because we look at it as what stories can we tell, and one of the stories we could tell is. Uh, Tony Storm is already obviously losing her fucking mind, quite yeah. literally losing her mind, hiding under the ring, freaking out, fucking. She got her fucking hair looking like she's fucking hanging out in the eighteen twenties or whatever, fucking awesome. Um, but it's Ruby would have won, and Ruby would be champ, and then you have Soraya as champ, then fucking Tony loses her mind. But no, you know Chris is still relatively new as GBS champ, so I guess she can stay as GBS. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, it is. Whatever. It is what it is. Yep, it is what it is. God, I don't know if I've seen a better strap match against against anybody. B. Dry and Ricky Starks was fucking tremendous, yet terrifyingly horrible all at the same time. Yeah, that that last shot was one. It was a money shot, dude. I don't like it, it's funny because like Ricky Starks would get the strap and he would like hit fucking Brian and it would just it would kind of it would sound like you're hitting somebody with a belt kind of. But then fucking Brian would hit it and it sounds like somebody's shot in a fucking shotgun in the back. Just bow, bow. And I'm like, what the fuck's going on? And he hits him in the mouth once and it's just there's blood everywhere. Apparently he fucking didn't he didn't use a, a right handed strike the entire time. Which is is crazy because you didn't notice, I didn't notice, and it was awesome. And apparently, according to Uncle Dave, B Dry is going to be your new head of coll- not head of collision, but he's going to be your new face of collision. And I'm yeah, like, good fuck call. yeah, dude! Great I mean, we were talking about the elite earlier. I think if any active wrestler should be an executive of AEW, it should be B Dry. Oh, for sure. And it's and it's more and it, and yes, um, Tony Khan has endorsed him. Yes, that's true. But guess who's going to tell Tony Khan that's a dumb idea? B-Dry. Like, that, that, that's the guy to set your ass straight right there. That's him. That's him. So, um, And everybody's going to listen to him because everybody respects him. Exactly. So the sooner we can get him in a, in a fucking role like that, the more better. Seriously. And this, that's a shoot right there. I mean that. I, I assure you, this will, that'll be wonders for this company. Wonders. Uh... God, um, I didn't hate the tag match, Wheeler and Claudio against Eddie and, and, and uh, Shibata. It just, this was one that, again, ended weird. Fucking Shibata mm. is taking all these goddamn uppercuts, and then all of a sudden, fucking Claudio walks over to Eddie, hits one, and it's over. And even fucking Nigel's flabbergasted. Yeah, this, this is another one where the other team should have won. Seriously, you 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 set up you set up Kingston to face Claudio for the Ring of Honor World Title, but instead you didn't do it, and yeah. So um, I will admit though, real fast because I brought up Nigel, he was a fucking MVP, man. I love oh, this Nigel's motherfucker. Great. I love this fucker on commentary, but I love him so much because, and it's the subtle shit, he. On commentary, still plays up that he has tremendous heat with Brian Danielson over their fucking Ring of Honor days. 
and he's just like, he's a sadist. Don't you see him? He's a fuck. He's a sadist. And I'm just like, bro, those headbutts were like 20 years ago. Calm down. Calm down. <laughs> but it's it's just, it was I great mean, to hear. He did say he was going to kick your fucking head in. Yes, this is true. This um, is speed drive for you. Kenny and Konosuke was the longest match of the night. And the best. The fucking best. Oh, my God. Kenny and his old DDT-inspired looking gear and, and Takeshita looking like the fucking greatest thing since Kota Ibushi. Because, Jesus Christ, this kid was on fire. And I love that this was the perfect result. It was the perfect result. You made a superstar. You made a superstar. If Takeshita wasn't for real, guess what, bud? He beat Kenny Omega clean as fuck. Clean as fuck. So guess what? You have a megastar on your hands. And his name is, is his name is Takeshita. Run with him. What was the time for this match, though? Because it was it went 30 minutes, 30 seconds. That's a great question. <laughs> they probably said, fuck you, 30 minutes. I would give you an hour. Right? Might as well. Oh, like Japanese rules or some bullshit. I don't know. Um, They'll probably finagle it. You know how it goes. Yeah. We called BCG getting the win over FTR in the box because there's no way they're on the same page. No, it's bang, bang, bang. Come on now. Jay White is the man. Jay White is the fucking man. Like, I had been saying for the past, and this is all through the TSK, but even here, I think as well, uh, the Jay White, Juice Robinson, them coming in have garnered no love. And they said, fuck you, watch us garner it anyway. And they have. If it's not, if it's not Jay White just being the greatest thing out, being the best free agent signing ever, it's Juice being turned up to five million with these tiny shorts and this fucking hair. And I fucking love Juice Robinson's. And he's overly tan self. I fucking love this guy. I fucking love this guy. He is yeah, the best. He's nuts. He's he's nuts in all the great ways. <laughs> um, knee-jerk reaction to the main event was why? Because Mox didn't yeah. need the title. Cassidy could have done with his final big win. Uh, yeah, that's that was my thought process. But I, I mean, it kind of also makes sense that well, now he can rest. Well, yeah, okay, he's been beating the shit out of his own body for what six months. Mm-hmm. If not longer. So I get that. Um, and this was also a gutsy performance. Oh, hell yeah. But I still ask, where do we go next? Because Mox has already pretty much beaten everybody. No, you're, you're, you're a million. You're one million. I mean, in the WWE aspect, the WWE mind, it's we foreshadowed it. John Moxie wins. You put it on the bigger star, quote unquote, and you run with it. But the last time I checked, Orange Cassidy went from the guy that people make fun of to the guy people are imitating. You know what I mean? There's more people hanging out now in fucking denim shirts and doing the half-lazy fucking thumbs up with the glass. The whole nine. Dude, Orange Cassidy is over, baby. He is over. And he's been beating everybody. And if and and I said this, and I was screaming this on the television because you did it with Takeshita. You made you legitimized an up and coming star. This is how you legitimize an up and coming star. You, oh my God, he beat he beat John Moxley. 
holy shit, he beat John Moxley. And now you're like, bro, fucking Orange Cat. Now, now that's the topic. Now it's not about, well, it probably still is about the fucking fight. But now you're like, dude, fucking Orange Cassidy, though. But you know what I mean? But fucking Orange Cassidy. And you you want to lean that way. But now it's, yeah, I, I don't even I don't even know the first fucking person who wouldn't even wrestle John for that damn belt. You know what I mean? It's like you could have put anybody against Cassidy and it's like, cool, let's check it out. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was like, and I'm going to say it and I'm going to get some heat for it. It was like Dean Malenko, but not technically sound. You were just, you were always intrigued to watch. Dean, Dean's weird music would hit and your fucking focus is right here. Fucking goddamn Jane would hit and my focus is right here. Yeah. How many times in the last six months have we said that was match of the night, match of the week, Orange Cassidy's Dude. wrestler of the week? I think he went like three, four weeks straight. I mean, that's, that's a shoot, I think. So it just, it's, it's, I understand it, but I wish I knew their reasoning. You know what I mean? I can get it, but what's their reason? Yeah. Like, what does Mox gain from this? Nothing, really. He's already a free time world champion. Mm-hmm. So, again, yeah, what's the fucking point? But, yeah, I, I mean, it would have made more sense for somebody less established to beat Orange Cassidy for that title because Orange Cassidy literally could not go anymore. Yeah, no, that's no, that's perfect. Like, Nick Wayne, you want to fucking build, like, a cool star and all of us, like, holy shit, Nick Wayne beat Orange Like, you do it with Nick Wayne. You know, you could do it with, um, you know, maybe that would have been a Darby move. You know, like, oh, dude, Darby was too much for Orange, you know. But then that would probably be one. Oh, well, I want a rematch. And now we want to see this one go for a while. And, uh, but we didn't get it. Instead, nah. it's just uh, you bring in the quote-unquote main eventer. There you go. So, it is. Uh, it yeah, is, we'll, but... we'll, we'll see what's next. Um, if Orange Cassidy is going to be taking some time off. Uh, I'm not actually sure how legitimately injured he is or if it's all just. Very we... well done, but I think he's probably under break. <laughs> I'm about to say, yeah, I think he earns a break too. He's probably just sore as a bitch. Um, yeah. So yeah, no, but good for you, dude. You you know you you're not built like the other guys, so I guess. But still, you know what? Yeah, get some rest. If that means you're off TV for a couple of weeks or a month or whatever, then that's fine because the day you return, it's gigantic pop. Yeah, and I hope if anything else, this run has legitimized Orange Cassidy in the eyes of the naysayers that thought of him as a joke wrestler because he stopped being a joke wrestler a hell of a long time ago. Facts, bruv. Facts. He, he, he's legitimized himself whether you like it or not. Uh, now, in a very, very rare occurrence, uh, this episode's being pre-taped on a Wednesday, so we haven't seen Dynamite yet, but you're going to get a special uh, TSK edition of a Dynamite review uh, this week, so that's all your right. AEW for now. Um, our yes. special event is coming this November. Join us for promo series 8 Chaos Fury, where we will predict this year's Survivor Series. But promo series is steeped in history. It's where the promo title was born. It's where Moses won the promo title for the first time. It's where Mike Larkin made his event debut. And last year it featured the iconic cinematic freeway at World's End. 
Oh, God. What a one, one. What a one. That was great. And this year will be no different. We have plenty of action already booked for the first time ever in promo exhibition. Mike Larkin issued an open challenge, and it was answered by the man they call Beer. Interesting fact, Beer was on the show when Mike made his first ever appearance on Max way back in 2016. Yeah, in June, I think it was. Um, and speaking of Mike, he made a name for himself as Knowledge Champion and even went over 600 days in his second reign, surviving two back-to-back gauntlets at promo series. Can Daniel Crimmins beat this year's gauntlet in the traditional Winner Stays On tournament? The challengers are Ted P. DeNaro and your very own captain. Ooh. It's double duty for DCS. He and I will also be, or I say he will also be defending the Max Tag Team titles in duos trivia against the winners of the blind tag team tournament next week we will find out if teddy p and chad or is it cypher and the wild card will be in the final round yeah. and your main event like i said last week it is one of the most endearing stories in max wrestling it is cypher versus moses marquez for the world championship can cypher break out from the mdo and win the big one or will el jefe knock him back in line Go to maxrussonnet.weebly.com slash promo series 8 for more information. Uh, and by the by, in 10 days, I will tie Moses for the longest individual reign as TV champion at 170 days. Mm-hmm. Um, and speaking of the TV title, as you heard earlier tonight, the ball is in your court, Chris. What are your plans for Halloween? Ooh. Nice. Love and open challenges. Love it. All right. Uh, with that said, let's finish the show and find out this week's Geek of the Week. Pencil neck geek, gritty freak, scum sucking PF with a lousy proceed. He's a one man, no cut, losing streak. Nothing but a pencil neck geek. So there's so many, so many options. Um, I, I can go punk. I can go. I can go Perry. I can go. I, the fucking wrestling universe. Um, but, 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 because of newly found information, and honestly, it just doesn't surprise me. I gotta give it to to Jungle Boy, dude. Like you, you're you can't you can't throw a fucking fit and talk shit. Okay, it would it, it would have been a whole different ball game if like it was something different. But no, instead you talked shit when being told no, and then decided, oh, I'm just gonna keep talking shit. So you get what you get. Uh, you are absolutely geek of the week this week. You got a you got a guy fired. Who honestly could have, should have, would have been let it go a while ago to kind of help whatever. But at the same time, him hanging out has been kind of like a good thing because it's slowly showing the true cards of everybody else in this company. So, tad bit worrying, but nonetheless, you fucking threw a fit, even though you were fucking in all in in Wembley in the biggest wrestling show in history. Still threw a fucking fit. Jack Perry. Knock it off. And grow up. Please. And if you get fired for this, oh fucking well, dude. Lesson learned. 
Yeah, I, I, I can see it being a lengthy sus- suspension. Uh, but yeah, learn your lesson. Mm-hmm. And now for this week's MVP of the week. I know some people are probably saying give it to Jack Perry, but <laughs> yeah, there's <laughs> a lot of people that fired. are saying it. Um, I was going to go with Orange Cassidy um, because of the ballsy performance against Marx, but I've given it to him a dozen times this year, I think already. Uh, so I'm going to give it to somebody else who had a banger match at all out that being and won the match that mm-hmm. being Takeshita. Yeah. Uh, keep following that star boy. Hell yeah. Ride that start of the moon, baby. And hopefully we get another match with Kenny. Please, oh please. Well, thank you for joining us. I hope we rocked you harder than being scared for your life. <laughs> Before we go anywhere, here's what Moses has for you, Pencil Net Geeks, this week on the A to B of Retro Rewind. Oh my goodness gracious. I know we're clamoring, we're waiting. The KTN Sports is still going, it's still kicking off. It's just been uh honestly, can I be frank? It's I don't know where to start. <laughs> Tottenham is going through a lot right now. The transfer window just ended. Um so there was a lot going on there. We went from an abysmal showing in a cup game to looking like quite possibly the scariest team in the Premier League. Got to be honest here. It is what it is, especially with Sonny in the middle. So we'll see how that goes. I will see where I can jump in in the middle of the fucking season and get that rocking. But for sure, because the NFL season starts this Sunday, you will get a lovely preview. Just a couple of quick episode drops. What my thoughts are on the team, what their needs are. Actually, I'm thinking about three episodes. It's thoughts on the team for this year. Uh, free agents, they five free agents they need to sign before the season starts on Sunday, which isn't going to happen, but I'm going to put it out anyway. And then, obviously, a quick little preview to the game, opening game against the Dolphins. And then, as you heard earlier from Daz, the TSK will be back probably tomorrow, if not Friday, to help out dropping a lovely dynamite review while we also decide, uh, was the fate of punk enough? You know what I mean? Was it was, was that right? Did, Jack Perry need to get fired. We will continue the lovely punk talk because it's so hot and uh, we'll get all the views from all the peoples on that. So, uh, do you know how you check on all the fun stuff? You follow the evil X machine or the Twitter machine. I gotta stop calling it X. It just fucking feels weird. <laughs> feels like I want to go take some drugs in the back room. Anyway, follow us on the evil Twitter machine, Max Wrestling UK at the Captain 512 and SMR Podnet. Hit that beautiful website, maxwrestlingnet.weebly.com. And do not forget to hit the subscribe or follow button right here on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and of course, YouTube. We're garnering views. We're garnering uh, subscribers. We gotta get more and the sooner we get there, the sooner we can do cool stuff. Like, you want live reactions from pay-per-views? we got to be able to get to 1,000 so we can start doing lives. That's how you're going to get us there, and we need your help to do so. So make sure you share with your friends, please, and get us to 1,000. Yeah. Um, yeah, calling it X, it just feels like when WWE really drive home those buzzwords, like, Raw Super Show. No. Super Show. <laughs> oh, God, I hate that. Oh, I hated those days where it was like, <laughs> what do you mean it's going to be a three-hour show? Oh, well, that means something cool is going to happen, right? Nope. And then it became the norm. I was just going to say they were just preparing you for the inevitable. Or let's find out these reactions from Tout. No, let's please God not. 
No. <laughs> Is that, that even was a the thing worst. anymore? No. <laughs> oh, I mean, maybe Lord. it's still running, but I don't think anybody uses it. No. I doubt uh, it. And to anybody like under the age of 20 that doesn't know what tout is, don't find out. Don't. It was, it was a very dark about. period in WWE. Factual statement. Cringiest shit ever. Anyway, with that said, join us next week and we will look back on Impact Victory Road and prepare for the 1000th episode. Plus, the blind tag team tournament continues. You've been watching the Cap and Mo. Goodbye. And good night. Got no more, no more mysteries to this tournament. <laughs>